Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from the New South Wales Under-13 Hockey Championships and there's thousands of people on the Central Coast. Uh, 36 teams in total, four divisions. We were here yesterday for NBN Television, but we're live this morning alongside me, my partner in crime, the great Michael Butner. Played almost 300 games in the NRL. Good morning, Butner. Steve-O, a very good morning to you. And I'll tell you what, it's a little bit brisk down here this morning. We were here two weeks ago. It wasn't anywhere near as cold. And I've got to tell you, there wasn't anywhere near as many people two weeks ago as there is today. And uh, it's great to see so many youngsters out here doing their bit. 36 teams, I think you said, Steve. And uh, it looks like every single one of them are here at the moment because it is chock-a-block. Yeah, yeah, Butes. And uh, what about the dichotomy between the under-13s and the over-60s? Uh, yeah, there's a little difference. Yeah, a little <laughs> difference. Um, the, uh, I'd say the speed and the tempo. Uh, although the scores are very similar at the moment. I'm, I'm looking for a bit of entertaining uh, action over the next uh, couple of hours. Yeah, at the moment, Tamworth are leading Newcastle. This is in Div 2 or Pool B, and it's been fantastic to watch so far. A lot of uh, enthusiastic parents are here. And alongside us, well, I think it's standing O material. Yeah, this yeah. guy played for the Kookaburras. He's a real rock star. BJ, Brett Johnson, good morning, mate. Morning, fellas. How are you? He's, yeah. the, he's the man behind what's going on here today. It's yeah. amazing. Mate, you must be really proud of what's going on and yep. how it's all played out. Yeah, this is um, like you know, I heard you guys out here a couple of times, but this is the this is the reason why we did this upgrade, you know, two years ago, so that yep. we can host events like this. It's probably a little bit too big to be honest, but you know, we were meant to have a third field in operation, but just due to the floods we've had this year. Um, you know, we've had to get everything here, but it's just a great weekend. So, How, how long, or what time do the games start? What time do they finish? Uh, so we started at 8am this morning, um, and they run through to 9pm tonight. Oh, my goodness. And we did that yesterday and today, and then tomorrow they'll wrap up at 3pm. Well, yeah. I, I can tell you what's unfolded this morning. So in Pool B, Bathurst played Canberra 2, and it was a 2-0 win to Canberra. Uh, strong hockey area, I'm assuming. Yeah, they're basically a rep team. Oh, like in, like you know, Canberra, it's their state team that yep. play down there. So they're always strong uh, from that team. So, yeah, they're very competitive against all our regional teams. On, uh, on field two, Hockey New England played Hockey Coffs Coast and Hockey New England a 2-0 win there. So we've also got a second game happening. South Sid- uh, Sydney South up against the Manning Valley, so up around the Taree area. They're also in action on the far field. And Tamworth taking on Newcastle here. Tamworth just scored again, so they're 2-0 up to the, uh, the country boys. What about in Div 1? Uh, Div 1, so far we've got uh, Parks and Metro Southwest are the two undefeated teams there. So our Central Coast boys will come up against Parks today. So they need to get a win on the board uh, today to avoid relegation. I've got to tell you, BJ, I don't want to be here at 9 o'clock playing that last game. (laughs) It would be horrible. Yeah. You you see we've got the gas heaters this week. So we've got uh, plenty of heating around the place. But... Mate. There's, there's, enough, there's no heating on the field. That's all I know. Enough with the negativity, <laughs> but uh, actually, oh, just... on a negative note, you think that, uh, I mean, you think our local council 
would see the 55 potholes you've got to go through. <laughs> One of them is like a crater on the moon. You think, hey, we've got a big tournament coming up. Let's just fill a few of these in. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. Hey, uh, there's a couple of superstars here as well. A little later in the show, we'll talk to a guy who basically kept you out of the kookaburras. You probably would have played 50 or 60 tests. Uh, tell us about the guy who's going to join us live on the air. Do we need yeah. to take him out? It's too late. It's too late now. It's yeah, too right. late. Okay, he's, your, he's your nemesis. Me, Captain. Yeah, he's, you know, I actually live with him in Perth. So the people that you don't expect to meet at these carnivals. So I just bumped into this guy yesterday that I lived with back in 1996, played all my sort of junior hockey with, a um, guy by the name of Brendan Gerrard. So he was the MC at my wedding. Oh, wow. Um, I probably haven't seen him for 10 years, and I just turned around and bumped into him and, like, what are you doing here? And he's got a son playing for Orange. So Hey, before he comes on the air... Because he'll be far too humble, he went to the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games. Tell us a little bit about his game. Yeah, so he was a midfielder, so same position as me. I think he played like between 77 to 80, around 80 caps for Australia. Mm. Um, had a career that probably spanned about four or five years. Um, went to the Olympics, the, the Olympics that I was building up to get to. Um, played state, so he was in my Queensland teams. Um, so he was a guy that was that sort of the person that I needed to retire earlier, um, just a really nice, strong midfielder. That was the type of hockey that we had back in those days. So yeah, yeah. another we'll also, country boy. We'll also talk to uh, Peter Shea, known as Touche to his mates. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, well, he's at the Col. Is he really known as Touche or you just made that up? <laughs> no, no, I just heard it a moment ago. <laughs> hey, uh, he'll, um, Butes, you'll really enjoy this because he's at the coal face at the moment. He's coaching the New South Wales senior women. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Fantastic. So it was but a bit like, a bit like you know, we had a guy from Hockey New South Wales here yesterday saying that you know, the, the kids out here are Brisbane 2032. So gotcha. okay. there's an element of, you know, in 10 years' time, you know, if these under-13s, they'll be in that ripe age. They'd have to be extraordinary, you'd, you'd assume, because they'll be 23 by then. Yeah. And most Olympians... In hockey, I guess, the late 20s, early 30s? Oh, there's, the, there's the odd ones that get in early. Matty Dawson? Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, if you're good enough, you'll get yeah. in early. So, so and also the opposite of that. Do the, they stand it? Like, can you see here? Can you identify? And, you yeah. Know, you've got a good eye. You can see yeah. the really good well, ones that just stand I, out. I could see yesterday with the MBN TV story. Yeah, right. Just incredible skill and some great movement. But that's one thing Peter Shea will talk about mm. because they've got a system for identifying their talent. And I think they'll pick about 60 kids into the state squads. Then they'll fight it out. They'll pick two teams that will go to the Nationals representing New South Wales. It's, it's kind of similar in a lot of ways to the water polo pathway. Did you see it similar with the 60s? Could you, did they just stand out as well? <laughs> <laughs> if you were running, you're a chance. Don't undersell the 60s. No, no, no. Hey, I think that... Uh, oh, by the way, BJ, before we go to Tony Clark, who's waiting on the line. So finals tomorrow? Yeah, finals. It's uh, Sunday's always a classification game, so... Um, if you finish top two in your pool, you play off at 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock oh. to determine then who plays in the finals um, later that day. And if you finish third to whatever, um, you'll play a classification game to determine where you finish, which then determines your pool rankings next year. Yeah, fantastic. Hey, uh, uh, let's go back to Adam Staples. Have we got Tony Clark on the line? Yeah, he's ready, raring to go. Yeah, good, oh, yeah. good. You sound, uh, you sound on top of the world this morning, Stapler. <laughs> Maybe he's nervous because tomorrow it's the Bulldogs up against the Rabbitohs. Uh, of course, of and, course. And he is nervous about a massive, massive upset. Here we go. At a, at a core stadium in Sydney. Hey, Tony Clark, uh, Premiership winning coach. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. 
Good morning, boys. What a fine introduction that was to listen to the BJ. That's great. We're just uh, currently down at the Gosford Waterfront doing a couple of laps of the uh, the scenic walk and uh, going to the markets near the Gosford Sailing Club. So uh, out and about this morning, mate. Yeah, I love it. And mm. yesterday afternoon, uh, Gosford Waterfront, it was like a sheet of glass down there with the sun setting, and I just thought this is one of the world's most beautiful areas. TC, we had a fairly big game on Wednesday night at Suncorp Stadium. The Queenslanders got the job done, 22 points to 12, kept New South Wales scoreless in the second 40. We saw Caelan Ponga have the game of his career. Mm. 299 metres. He also scored a try. Uh, Benny Hunt sealed the deal in the 78th minute for the Queensland team. And what a decider. One of the great games. Uh, probably one of the greatest origins I've seen. What were your thoughts, TC? Oh, yeah, definitely, Steve. I'm just amazed at the, um, the, the tenacity and the ferocity of, of the game. Very frustrating as a, as a Blues supporter. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I, I, I believe we were, um, you know, totally outcoached. I think Billy was uh, was, was just meticulous, you know, in his uh, in his detail, attention to detail, and, and it left left Freddie in his wake. Actually, I thought that um, you know the Maroons, and and I hate saying it, but you know, did they have that little bit more drive? You know, there was a there was a few effort areas there. I think the. The try just on half time. I think Kate will score. You know, he just wanted the footy more. So, yeah, there'd be a lot of soul searching um, by the Blues, uh, you know, over the next couple of months, I'd imagine. Yeah, that try by Capewell. So, mm. let's not forget Harry Grant fakes one way. Does a get, pirouette. Gets a kick in. Yeah. And, and TC's exactly right. I think it's an effort level from Capewell in the 39th minute. So, yeah. that was a critical try when it looked like New South Wales were, you know, they're up and about and. Yeah, they were looking strong. And I've got to say, TC, for me, it was a game that had it all. Like, you know, we had, you know, the um, contact with the uh, physicality in the first three or four minutes where three players were basically taken out for the rest of the game. Uh, we saw the Biffo with uh, Gagai and uh, Burton. Yeah, by uh, the way, I think we've got that. I think oh. Adam, Adam can roll that in. Here's what unfolded. So Dane Gagai gets called over by Ashley Klein. He'll be sent to the sin bin. Yep, 10 in the bin. So Daly Cherry Evans is pointing out now the New South Wales player has to go to the bin as well. Here's Matt Burton. Yeah, now he's going to go as well. So the Queensland crowd much more appreciative of that send-off. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Smith. Yeah, very it. nice about yeah. the whole... SEN commentary. I think we might have the, uh, the winning try by Benny Hunt too. Let's roll that in. There's Cleary. Cleary. It's a little kick. It's intercepted by Benny Hunt. He's away, go, Benny go, Hunt. Go, go, Can go, he go, go the lengths? There's 40 metres to go. go Still going, Benny Hunt. The game is won. The hero is found. And Queensland have done it again. All hail Queensland. They've won another decider in Queensland. I'm not, yeah. sure, I'm not sure we needed to play that, to be honest with yeah, you. So I mean, that hurts. Oh, what, what about this? Uh, this was prior to the match, uh, the national anthem announcement. Let's have a listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen... Please stand for tonight's Welcome to Country to be delivered by Ashley Ruska. Followed by the National Anthem to be performed tonight by Matilda Moran from Cinderella, the Tony Award-winning musical opening in Brisbane this August. Wow. That, that right there is... That was the highlight for me. Without a shadow, forget the game, forget everything that happened. It was that introduction right there which just made my night. And I've got to tell you, I was actually at Star City Casino watching it and I was, the people I was with, I said, 
I do work with that guy. He is <laughs> I, the voice. I had to tell my wife sitting at home <laughs> who it was. Yeah, she didn't yeah, recognise yeah. him. There you go. Hey, hey TC, I saw, uh, I saw Hayden Knowles Thursday morning at the airport. And I, and I guess I guess the only word to describe the feeling, and Jacob Saifidi was with him, and I'm sure you'd like to comment on him, TC, because he's been involved with the Danica Clark Foundation. What a try he scored. I mean, yeah. a, a try for the ages. But I guess the overwhelming feeling was just shock. They were in shock on Thursday morning. Your thoughts, TC? Oh, yeah, right. And, and, and rightly so. I mean, Jacob Standing. I mean, he made a couple of errors in his second stint, but, but the, 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 you know, talking about effort on effort, he was, he, he just changed the complex of the game in that in that first twenty when he came on. Um, I, I think it, okay, you know, talking about the coaching stuff, I think the, the case in point was, was last night. You watch um, Parramatta and the, and, the, and the Warriors. Um, you know, to beat the Warriors, you know, they got a very mobile, big, mean forward pack. Brad Arthur's plan A was just to, to work them over, work them over, work them over to give time to Moses and Brown to play the footy. We didn't give we didn't give Cleary or uh, uh, Jerome any time at all to, to, to settle into the game because we just we were just doing it wrong in my opinion you know and I, and, I, and I think that um, as I said I think it needs to be uh, you know a good hard look at, at, at how we're doing things because it uh, um, again going back to to what I said you know I, I, it was like two teams where like Billy Slater was his uh, attention to detail when he's playing is legendary and, and Freddie's was was probably a bit here and there, you know, and, and, and that's how we look. That's how we look. Yeah. Yeah, look, you know what, the, you look at it and you can talk about this Queensland spirit and it's often talked about, but you know what, it was there and we can't underestimate how hard it is to go up to Suncorp Stadium and, and in a decider and win. Because it's only happened twice for New South Wales in 42 years of origin football. Right, so it's no mean feat at all. And, and whether we underestimated that whether the fact that Cameron Munster was out and we just had a sigh of relief, right? And whether that's conscious or subconsciously, I don't know. But what I do know is Tom Dearden comes in and has the game of his life. Caelan Ponga stands up and has an absolute ripper of a game. Josh Papali, who has probably played 40 minutes or 50 <laughs> minutes tops in the first two games, yeah. you know, he stands up, he delivers. Benny Hunt. You know, again, just performs. Much maligned over the years. And, and let's not forget, he's been a man of the match at that level before. So, But, you know, a lot of people go back to that drop bomb in the grand final against the Cowboys. And, and DCE, his leadership oh. was outstanding. Yeah. Right? I wonder, mate, if they pick an Australian team, where do you put DCE? I, I've got to say, like, he's the incumbent Australian captain. I've got to pick him. Right? I find it hard to believe that you win a series, especially the series that they had, and not pick him. Hey, Butes, we've got to go to a break. TC, yeah. can you stay with us for one more break? Because we want to talk some local footy, and I know you're at the uh, Men of League race day, so want to step through that as well if you've got some time. Yeah, definitely, boys. No worries at all. The great Tony Clark joining us, 19 past nine. The show all thanks to McDonald Jones Homes and the team that we love celebrating uh. 60 years, Robson Civil Projects. We're back after this, live from the under-13 State Hockey Championships at Wyong on SEN. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast.
Yeah, 23 past nine. Welcome back to the Under-13 <coughs> State Championships Hockey. Uh, loving every minute of this. And at the moment, it's Wagga combined up against Orange. And we've had a couple of goals in this game already, BJ. Yeah, there's uh, the... Uh, was Wagga, I think, is on Orange. Orange. Orange are up. 2-0, um, I think, yeah. So, yeah, they're going really well. It's all been down that end at the moment, so... Hopefully the Wagga guys can turn around the second half. Yeah, that's a Pool B match. Pool A being played on uh, Field 2. That's Southern Highlands up against Port Macquarie Hastings. And BJ, we're just talking off the air about Parks. So they're undefeated in Div 1. That, that's amazing to hear. And you were telling us about their model? Yeah, so a few years ago they recognised that their junior program was sort of starting to stagnate a little bit. And they had a couple of strong clubs uh, and, you know, there was a few weaker clubs in that as well. So competition was lopsided. So they made the tough decision to move away from their club-based structure, pull all the, the kids into, and then grade them. So that you basically <coughs> graded from 1 to 500, then you split those people evenly across the competition so that it just removed the fact that you had a group of strong kids competing at weaker kids because the weaker kids, it's no fun getting flogged every week. Yeah, yeah. And they would not stop playing hockey. So... They did that probably about three to four years ago, and what that's actually done is strengthened their whole playing group to the point where Parks probably come out of a Div 2, because we use a relegation and promotion um, basis, and they're actually you know, reaping the benefits of their junior program back at their, their place. So there's yes. something in that to look at. For you, know, you know, Butes, uh, I was never on the board of Central Coast Water Polo, but when I watch my kids play for Gosford, sometimes they'd win 25-2 to two against yeah. a weaker team, and I did say to people... And, you know, it probably fell on deaf ears, but I said, what's the point of this? Because we're better off dividing all the kids and forget about the scoreline. Because you know what it's like when you play with a better player, you improve yourself, right? Yep. Oh, I'm just curious. So what are they, do they still play as clubs or are they just, you know, parks green, park purple, park blue, no, they, park They yellow. basically get a sponsor. So BJ Howe's Meadowland, this is your team. Oh, and then, yeah, okay. This, and then they assign a, a club, will then assign a coach. Um, to coach that team. So yep. there's still that link to a club if the, the junior players want to go and play seniors. That yeah, the, okay. So if as a club you invest the coaching and the time and effort into that group of kids, well then that's how you get your pathway into your senior program. Yeah, so look, uh, I love it. And I'm sure Tony Clark's been listening on, uh, like on hold, listening uh, to that conversation. I know you can't do it at senior level, TC, but we certainly see that on the Central Coast at all levels of sport, don't we? What a wonderful concept. Like, and the, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? I'd, I'd love to get the blueprint of it because that's something we're, we're trying to achieve with, uh, you know, the RISE program with Rugby League. And as you said, mm. Steve-O, if you're playing with a better kid, you're going to get better yourself, you know? And, and, and who, who wants to get beaten 25-2 every week, you know? It's, what a wonderful concept. That, that's terrific, yeah. BJ. Clarky, I've got to say, I look, going back on the Origin game, and I look at some of the moments where... Um, the Blues made errors, and what happened was we actually paid the ultimate price. You know, you look at the Crichton pass, the winning goal, Ponga scores on the back of that, you know, Talakai dropping the ball, uh, Tupo with, you know, things that happened. There were big moments that, or errors that were costly that, like I said, we paid the ultimate price for. Oh, we did, Michael, and, and pressure, pressure. That's, that's what yeah. it was, you know. The, 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 we, we've come up with, with, with some uncharacteristic characteristic errors and, 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 and we couldn't defend that, you know. But again, coming back, and you know, I'm not going to harp on a bit of coaching, but how would Talakai feel like he's been he's a centre? He went on as a middle. He's first in the change as a middle. Then he goes to an edge back rower. And then he's in the centres, you know. Like, 
I just didn't get that at all. And uh, um, again, um, the, the pressure of the situation, and as we said, Molly, you know, what's it been? 42 years and we've won two games up there. But, um, you know, we, we, we just didn't have plan B. It was, yeah, and, and, I, and, and I'll, tell, I'll tell you, Michael, I've coached a couple of teams that it doesn't matter what you do at training, you know, like they're, they're, they're flat track bullets. And they're going, they're going, they're going, everything's good. But as soon as someone tweaks your nose or pulls your hair, they go, hang on, this is not in the deal. And, uh, and, and, and I could see some of that on Wednesday night. Yeah, Butes, I know you're going to ask a question next, but there should be some kind of Spanish Inquisition because how do you win 44-12 to 12 in the West? Yep. You're, I think you're a dollar and 20 favourites compared to $3.50 outsiders. No, no monster. No monster who's been a player of the series. Uh, um, the thing for me is as well, and I look at this, you can't have a plan. Well, you got to, You can have a plan B. You can have a plan C. You can have a plan D. No one would have planned, right? And I dare say Billy Slater didn't have the plan, but he adjusted so quickly and so well when you lose two players in the first five minutes. Now, that throws every plan that you've got completely out the window. But to his credit, he adjusted it. He went, okay, you know what? This is how I'm going to work it. I need to get X amount of minutes from this guy here. I need to get a workload from this guy. I can put Capewell out to the centres, knowing that Gago can go to the wing and make all those adjustments. And it didn't affect their side at all. It actually brought them closer together, you know, and drilled them to the point where they just kept hanging in and hanging in. And for me, that was really good coaching on the part of Billy Slater. Oh, it was, Michael. And so the thing is, what you're saying there too, is everyone knew their role. This yep. is their role. I mean, from, from the, there, there was no question, OK, well, I can go here, I can go there. But of course, with, with the experience around DCE and Benny Hunt and, and the White Kalen played, which was just quite incredible. But there was no confidence lost. Okay, well, we've got to adjust here. But again, that comes to your preparation. You know, you're not... I didn't see Queensland in the bottom of a pool taking breathing lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I tell you also, you think about Caelan Ponga. I thought about it on the night. He's almost done... He's almost replicated his legendary coach. So imagine what Billy Slater has provided for Caelan Ponga to play the game of his life. I'd like to get your thoughts, Butes. And then you look at someone like Tommy Gilbert. So he's a Brisbane boy through and through. Mm-hmm. I know he's at the Cowboys at the moment, but he played his junior footy in Brisbane with his twin brother. And so he puts on the Queensland jumper in Brisbane, his hometown, and he gets on early too. Yep. And they jump out of their skin. Well, game one, I look at Caelan Ponger and the significance and <clears throat> what he did. You know, his contribution wasn't massive in terms of you know, what he offered, but the effectiveness of what he did was significant. You know, he had two try assists, which, you know, was enough to, to get them across the line. The other night, he just stood up. He did everything in terms of run meters, in terms of try assists, score Eight, a try himself. 18 tackle breaks. Like he was... Off he, the charts. He had spiders on him, right? And he just lifted, which meant everybody else around him also lifted. And that gave them confidence. And you know what? He took it on himself. And it's probably one of the things that we haven't seen from Kalen Ponga is him reaching his potential. He's set a new bar now, right? He needs to, you know, live up to that each and every week. And that's what makes a play like, you know, so, uh, James Tedesco. So if they pick an Australian team... No, I'm, who's, I'm who's still the... picking Tedesco. I'm still yeah. picking Tedesco. I'm sorry. <laughs> he consistently, game after game after game, he's at the pinnacle. They will be picking an Australian team, mm. by the way, uh, for later in the year. We've got the World T- Cup. T- TC, before we uh, get the wind-up from our producer, huge game this weekend, Erina versus the Tigers. And uh, it mm. must have been difficult for local footy 
with the weather conditions we've had over the last month, uh, I mean, must be incredibly frustrating for local coaches and players alike. Oh, it has to be, Steve. I mean, it's such a stop-start season, isn't it? Especially coming on the back of, you know, the last couple of years, you know, with the COVID situation, it's, uh, it's been very hard for the club to, uh, to maintain, um, you know, some sort of normality for the players. But as you said, huge in the context of the season, huge game tomorrow at Edsac, uh, Aaron over the entrance, the, the Eagles are flying high at the top of the comp, had a couple of tough games. Um, but again, which is sort of hard, hard to believe, that the entrance have, have uh, put themselves uh, in a position of, of, of it's a must-win game or, or they're, they're going to start to lose touch with the top five uh, teams. So, yeah, it'll be a cracking game of footy out there at Edsac. Hopefully it's on, I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, because I know some junior stuff's off today, but uh, others are on. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, in, um, as I said, in the context of the season, just uh, uh, an almighty game of footy out at uh, Ipsac. Yeah, and as you cruise into Wyong, into the township, you see the giant uh, billboards for the Wyong Roos, your old footy club, uh, the Wyong Roos Foundation, of course, where they, where they help out local organisations. And uh, what are you hearing about your old club at both levels in the Newcastle competition and also locally? Uh struggling in the Newcastle comp, um, which, which is uh, probably a little surprise. Um, and locally, um, because of some injuries in the Denton Cup, Steve, they're, uh, they're, they're certainly, um, Toddy Lewis has, has found it hard to put the same team on the paddock, uh, uh, you know, week in, week out. So again, they're, they're, in, uh, they're running third at the moment. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, uh, he'd be looking, again, uh, you know, I think all coaches would be hoping that they, you know, can probably get another you know, get a, a consistent um, amount of footy in, um, you know, before the playoffs in, a, in a five weeks' time. Hey, TC, uh, we could talk to you all day, mate, but uh, we need to go to the news. In fact, we're running horribly late, but uh, such a pleasure to chat to you on this Saturday morning, mate. All the best. Good on you, boys. Thanks very much, and have a great, uh, great carnival, BJ. Thanks, mate. Tony Clark joining us. Uh, we're off to the news, live from the Under-13 State Hockey Championships in Wyong. Uh, we're back next. We'll talk some more state of origin with the trainer, the world's best trainer, Hayden Knowles, who was part of the New South Wales camp. That's next on SEM. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at uh, the Under-13 State Championships Hockey in Wyong. And uh, 4-0 scoreline here, Buttes. Orange streaking away. Entertaining stuff from the uh, the young players. Yeah, so uh, Orange, uh, they're in action. This is a Pool B game. I'll just confirm that for you, Buttes. Yep. Uh, and we've got a Pool A game on the far field. So Wagga up against Orange in front of us and Southern Highlands up against Port Macquarie Hastings. <coughs> That's a Div 1 game. On field two. Hey, uh, let's go to uh, a guy who was part of the New South Wales setup. I bumped into him at the airport on Thursday. He's a good friend of the show. Standing O for the great trainer, Hayden Knowles. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Long time no see. How are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> mate, how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, we just spoke to Tony Clark and we said the overriding emotion on Thursday morning, I thought, from yourself and Jacob Saifidi was... Uh, Basically, shock at what unfolded on yeah. Wednesday night at Suncorp. Yeah, mate, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's really hard to explain. Um, an origin loss really punches you in the face, you know. Um, excuse the pun, Dane Gagai. Um, but <laughs> but it, uh, 
Yeah, it really, it really flattened you. It really flattened you. And uh, I guess you saw that when we were boarding that flight together to Newcastle. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I we guess. move on. I went. I got a taxi straight to work. So did uh, Jacob. He went straight to Newcastle headquarters to start his recovery. And I'm currently looking through a window at him eating his breakfast now at Manly. We're staying in Manly, and he's got a game to, to play today. So um, we we just jumped straight back into work mode. But I'd be lying if I. Told you it didn't flatten us. Yeah, well, you know, he's a St. Eddie's boy and we're incredibly proud of him. And he was a Frangipani grant uh, recipient from the Danica Clark Foundation. Yep. So when him and his brother uh, went to the Australian Schoolboy Championships, so just incredible. I mean, that was a try for the ages, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, New South Wales well on top when he dived over. Yeah, I mean, everyone was really happy for Jacob. His brother was there in the crowd. As soon as he scored, I looked up at his brother and we got some eye contact. And, you know, his mum was basically crying. His mum already brought the team to tears presenting his jersey the night before. Um, so it was pretty emotional for the Saifidi family, the beautiful family, as you know. Uh, and also, we were really happy with... Really, really happy with uh, his performance. And in particular, he wasn't getting too many raps during the week. It was, the story was all about why did we pick him. But I think we proved everyone why we did. So, yeah, we were happy hey. for him, mate, as you, as you were. Hate it was a it was a contest that I haven't seen for a long time in Origin. Um, I thought it had everything from a game perspective and... and and don't get me wrong, whilst I was disappointed watching the result, the game itself as just a rugby league fan was absolutely phenomenal. We had physicality like I've never seen to a start of a game before uh, in any game. You know, three players knocked out in the first five minutes was just phenomenal. And again, this isn't about, there was no illegal play with any of that. This was just blokes putting their body on the line, right? getting their heads in the wrong spot, head clashes, friendly fire, whatever it may have been. But it was just, it, it was an indication of how intense the game was. And that didn't stop for the next 75 minutes. The boys just kept going at it. You saw resilience and, and bloody effort when it comes to defensive work. You saw commitment. You saw great tries. You know, we saw a bit of biff. Um you know what, I don't think there was too many rugby league fans who walked away from that game saying anything but praising rugby league. Uh, and it was just fantastic. And again, mate, whilst it's tough to handle the result, the game itself was outstanding. Yeah, I, I've heard that off a lot of people, Mick. I haven't um, even had a chance to watch the game yet, but uh, my family were in the crowd as well, and they, they said it was a an amazing night. The atmosphere was crazy. Um, the great Steve Allen's voice was coming over the speakers. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was an enormous uh, occasion. You're right about the toughness, the resilience. Uh, mate, sometimes, uh, you know, I've got best seat in my house there running messages and I, I'm, I'm actually, the sound of some of those contacts and those oh. hits were like, it, yeah, it was uh, it was at another level. It was like every single play was at that intense level that if it happens in an NRL week-to-week game, like maybe one or two of those things stand out. But yes. it was like if you weren't running that hard or hitting that hard, that would be the thing that would stand out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? It's funny you say that. Every single play was intense. Every play. 
Uh, I've got a couple of observations. Firstly, I was kind of shocked Patrick Carrigan gets player of the series. For you, Hayden, I'd like to get your thoughts on that, but also a couple of guys you work incredibly closely with. I mean, you've almost been undone by friendly fire, so we've spoken extensively about the performance of Caelan Ponga, the game of his career, but also Dane Gagai, and you were right there trying to take care of Matty Burton after that just erupted. I mean, talk about being in shock. I could not believe what unfolded where, and I thought Really, there should be more punishment for Tino Fasua Malawi. He's been held by two players, Butes. Mate, you know oh, what? you're okay with it, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know what? Hey, you'd know this. You're right. If it's a one-on-one fight and you're there, you're not going to hold back your teammate, right? You've got to get the other guy off, right? So what happens after that? Like, his job is to, you know, pull the other guy, the opponent away, Right, and I well, get all that now. Well, well gag it off. No, no, he he didn't punch <laughs> while he had him in a headlock. Right, he was still throwing some good punches. Oh, Gago, I know that much, mate. But I'll he didn't. Let me tell you the worst one, Mick. Let me tell you the worst one. So, oh, it's a strange, strange feeling for a yellow shirt to be standing there because your natural instinct <laughs> is I should, how I was brought up, I should be helping. Matt you got to jump like in. If, <laughs> if, 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 that, if that was my son. Yes. You know, like, your natural instinct is, I should be. But if I if I do that, I never work again. And also, yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. What a horrible look. You can't have trainers getting involved. But but the most sickening one was the there was the headlock going on, but then another player came in and screamed in with a shoulder charge straight at his head. You don't quite see it on vision. But, yeah, right. But there was a third player. The third player was actually worse than the second player. And the second player, I thought, once he starts trying to rip his head off, might have gone a bit too far. But I have no issue with Gagai. Gagai was sticking up for his mate, and it turns out he's sticking up for his Newcastle mate. So from a Newcastle point of view, I actually like that. And that's what Origin is. It's sticking up for your mate. Um, yeah. I probably shouldn't condone the punching bit, but that happens. Uh, and Hey, mate, you know what? I didn't, this like, is... I didn't like the next part. I didn't like yeah, the yeah. next part. You, you know what, mate? And this is, what, this is where we're at at the moment. Right, in terms of our game, right? That sort of punching, our game has done so much over the last five or ten years to eliminate this stuff, okay? It is a physical contest, right? It is a contact sport, and, you know, times where intensity gets the better of you or whatever it is, frustration is going to come out, and it comes out physically, right? So I've got no problem with this. The players were dealt with the way the game wants them to be dealt with, right? But I'm telling you right now, there's not one person who watched that game, right, who was disappointed about the fact that there were a couple of punches thrown. Yeah, and I, I think if you asked H, probably, the des- apart from Benny Hunt's try, the decibel meter probably went through the roof at that moment. H, I also want to touch on it, and you touch on about the intensity, mate, of the game itself. I saw a stat yeah. early in the game where I think it was the intensity level was 25% higher on average above an NRL game. And I dare say that would have been maintained throughout the uh, the entire game. So it would have been interesting to look at the GPS and the monitoring system and how, you know, what the numbers look like in relation to uh, where those athletes were at because they did not hold any back at any stage. I know, Mick. It's incredible. I mean, I haven't even gone over those numbers yet, but... Uh as you say, the speed of the game, but the contact level of every action was just on another level. Like, the intensity of every action um, yeah. rose to another level, and it was 
I guess it's like you said, it was a game for the ages. But back on your comment about uh, Carrigan, mate, uh, a lot of respect for him. He's uh, He does a lot of the stuff I really value, Steve. I think you asked about Carrigan. He, he does a lot of the effort type stuff that I look for and, and no one, not many people see. Mick knows how much we value yep. that stuff. And to be honest, like he did, he did that the whole series for Queensland. So good luck to him. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. H, um, H just before up, we wash up been interesting. Yeah, just before I we just wrap the this. Joey up. John's video. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> and Joey and his comments in relation to the Queenslanders. Wow, right. that Betsy was funny. Just showed it to me. No, hey, he's mate. done another one, a four-minute one. It's great. Oh, has he? Right, okay. <laughs> the extended mix. The extended mix. Hey, right. uh, just before we wrap this up, uh, I know you're heavily involved with women's rugby league, and I've got to say. One of the earlier games, in fact, the curtain raiser, was the Queensland versus New South Wales ACT schoolgirls. Butes, it's one of the best junior games I've ever seen. It kind of had everything. There was a, a girl who scored a hat-trick, Ebony Rafstrand-Smith. A lot of players from Kebra Park High School, a lot of players from Marsden High School, like you know, the famous schools in Queensland. Any from Currumbin? Uh, actually, there wasn't a player from Palm Beach, Currumbin. Oh. I cannot believe it. But <laughs> full-time score, 30 points to six. Afterwards, I told H about this, the two speeches from the New South Wales ACT captain and also from the player of the match from Queensland who started by doing a, an acknowledgement of country. Oh. They were both brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I said to H that if that's the future of women's rugby league, like the next generation coming through, we're in very good hands, aren't we, H? We are, mate. I saw a, a little bit of that game and I I sent some photos of the game back to a group of girls on the Central Coast because, mate, the Central Coast is, um, is really going well at the moment for young mm. female rugby league and there's a, a fair pathway. I mean, at the club I'm at, Newcastle Knights, they invest heavily in the women's game, but I mean, there's some great young players on the coast. Queensland were a step ahead, I think, Steve, up there. They've been, their pathways system's been going for a couple of years, and I, I felt they were a bit ahead of New South Wales. But uh, in a couple of years' time, there's some girls off, out of the Central Coast that will probably be on that arena when you're calling the game in those stadiums, Steve. Yeah, awesome, mate. Uh, it's been so good to have you on the show. Our producer's yelling at us to go to a break. So, uh, well done, mate. Congratulations again on your role with New South Wales and also the Newcastle Knights. Thanks, boys. Hayden Knowles, the uh, trainer to the stars. Hey, look who's rocked up here. We need to go to a break. Yes, but we the do. But gu- the guru is he's in back. the house. He's back. Yeah, he's uh, spent a bit of time away down in Melbourne and uh, a bit of self-enforced isolation. But the guru is back and joining us soon to talk some AFL. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The Coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at the Under-13 New South Wales Championships. Buttes, I'm ecstatic. Have a look at this. The Central Coast are playing right in front of us. What colour are they? Are they the... 
blue and yellow, or are they the? <laughs> yes, they're the they're the blue and yellow. Right, okay, fantastic. We've got a couple of girls playing out there too, which is fabulous. Yeah, so this is uh, this is our second team. Yeah, uh, good. They had a win yesterday. I dare say the young girls could be some of the best players in the tournament. Oh, I have no doubt about it. Uh, I, I think it's great to see some of these girls out there competing with the. Uh, against the boys at this age level. Fantastic. They've obviously got some ability to be able to do that. So, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, and uh, on the far field, Illawarra South Coast, they're a fantastic uh, fantastic team. I saw them yesterday. They're up against Northwest Sydney too. Hey, the Guru's alongside us, Gary Birkinshaw. Great to see you, mate. Welcome back. Yeah, good day, uh, Steve. Good day, Butch. Great to be back. Uh, been, been away for a, for a couple of weeks, but uh, fantastic. It's a bit, a bit of a cooler day here, but it's a fantastic to have such a... A fantastic tournament, hockey tournament here. A lot of people on the coast, and um, you know, look, you had to park. You virtually had to park outside the central coast to get here. But uh, <laughs> but no, look, fantastic, and then the kids are out here enjoying themselves, which is which is really good to see. Yeah, we love these types of carnivals as athletes. Uh, do you remember playing 13s level? No, I do not. No, I I just played local footy. I, I only played. I didn't play any rep football till I was 16, uh, and then things just uh, went very quickly for me after that. But yeah, it was never any of the rep stuff. It was a little bit of the junior development programs and stuff like that, but never any of these big rep uh, rep uh, tournaments like this. So. What, what, what about you, Guru? Yeah, no, look, I've I played a few of these, mainly football carnivals I've been to, and I, I went to actually um, Yanko Ag High School, which is a strong rugby league school. So we used to go on a, on a boarding school there every Saturday in winter. We'd go to a, a carnival, whether it be June E or... Or went up to um, to Forbes or something like that. So it was, it was a really good for the school. So we experienced a lot of these carnivals going through the through the um, through the the years. And unfortunately, a lot of those carnivals no longer exist. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I would go away with the Gold Coast AFL team. Actually, you know, represented the Gold Coast in quite a few sports. But <laughs> why don't we go through them? <laughs> We've got another hour of the show to kill. I said that just for our mate, the Narc, uh, yeah, Bluey, yeah, Bluey, Bluey yeah. who might be listening. He'll Actually, send a speaking, message. Of, speaking of listeners on the McDonald's. Donald Jones Homes Open Line. I've uh, got a message here. Hey, Velvet Fog, it's the Badger, Mick Morley, listening all the way up in the Pilbara in WA with your old mate Trent Morley, uh, former New South Wales uh, 2K Beach Sprint champion. Oh. Trent Morley, uh, a.k.a. the Bald Badger, your number one fan. So we're live in the Pilbara. On this Saturday morning, what? I didn't know the Mariners are playing up there. He normally just jumps on some sort of junket. What's he? He hasn't. Surely he hasn't paid his way up there. No, no. That's uh, his. Uh, his son Bones has been over there for a couple of years gotcha. and started a family in the West. There so. you go. Okay. And I hope, Steve. I hope the two K. I hope that's a, a classification, not because a two K. Yeah, two K. Two thousand move. That's not a sprint to me. No, no, no. Especially on the beach. Oh, yeah, I'm hearing exactly. you. Well, <laughs> when you, when you think they're probably doing sub eight minutes on the soft sand, oh, uh, dear, it, it is oh, a sprint. God. Hey, we'll <laughs> we'll talk some AFL after the uh, ten o'clock news because last night. St Kilda just absolutely woeful. Like, you know, they got a chance to play finals footy. Uh, the Western Bulldogs winners 84 to 56. The last quarter flattered St Kilda. They kicked a couple of late goals, but boy, oh boy, Western Bulldogs, they'll probably miss the finals too, even though they're on the fringe. They've got Melbourne, followed by the Cats, top of the table side, followed by Frios. So they're going to really struggle. But, gee, St Kilda, with everything on the line, couldn't deliver. Hey, we're off to the news. Gary Birkinshaw coming up. Jeremy Paul, the former Wallaby, will join us to preview the decider between the Wallabies and England, which is happening this weekend. Saturdays on the coast on SEN.
Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from the Under-13 State Hockey Championships, watching the Central Coast in action at the moment against Hunter. I think it's a Div 2 game and love watching the Central Coast kids in action. Beautiful sunshine here. It's warmed up. In fact, it's probably gone up about 10 degrees. Mate, it's almost time to take the jacket off. That's all I know. Hey, also, Butte, I did notice uh, a notification came through that my beautiful wife, Sharon, has finished her daily walk uh, to Crackneck. Right. So she's done about a 6K loop. So she might be listening. And the Queen of the Castle in the Allen household is celebrating a birthday today. So... Uh, oh, no. Standing O for Sharon. Happy oh, birthday. Yeah. I met her, uh, met her at Palm Beach Crumman High School back in the 1980s, 86 to be exact. And Was there a sparkle in the eye straight away? Oh, I loved it from the moment I saw her. And, nothing, and nothing's changed. Still do all these years oh, later. So, beautiful. beautiful. Uh, we're going to have a fantastic day. Uh, it's not a milestone birthday, but I think you guys would agree that any birthday these days you just celebrate with gusto, don't you? Uh, 100%. You know, clearly, Steve, you're batting overs and... Uh, I'm not sure why she's persisted and hung around with you for as long as she has, but nevertheless, well done to you, Shaz. Happy birthday. <laughs> I tell you, she is like a fine wine. I think ah. she's by far the best-looking, uh, how do I say this, without uh, hand me a shovel. Oh, she's, she's just stunning. Just Abs- stop there. That's it. I That's mean, beautiful. Her, her body's a temple. Yeah, Leslie's best, mate. Leslie's best. All right, let's get back to business. Uh, speaking of standing O's alongside us, a 1996 Olympian, Brendan Gerrard joins us, former Kookaburra, standing ovation. Holy smoke, Steve. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Uh, good morning, mate. Great to see you. You're watching your son in action who's playing for the Orange team. Yeah, going very well so far. So three games uh, in, three wins, but I think it gets tough from here. Tamworth's always a strong team. Canberra's always a strong team, and they're our next two games today. Yeah, but we, it's exciting. We want to talk about 1996 for you and representing the Kookaburras, winning a bronze medal in Atlanta. But firstly, looking at grassroots under-13 hockey, this is kind of where it all begins. And some people are saying these could be... Some of these kids could be in Brisbane in 2032 at a home Olympics, but what kind of shape do you think junior hockey's in? This is exciting. It absolutely takes me back to these uh, to these junior tournaments. 30, what, what did BJ say yesterday? 36 teams here? Yep, 36 you know, teams. Hundreds of athletes, parents, crowds. It's a buzz. It's a buzz. And, and you can see young blokes thrashing around, enjoying themselves, exerting physically. And uh, they got a bloody big smile on their face. So absolutely, it takes me back. I'm, I'm tickled pink for the boys, oh. but uh, it takes me back because this is this is where Steve, as you say, this is where it starts. And hopefully, as you mentioned, 30, 30, uh, 2032 may may be where it uh, culminates. Brendan, I guess you've got to also look at not only to offer something like this to these young kids, but the number that are playing here. Like to have thirty six teams is actually quite phenomenal. And what there's. 12 to 15 players in squads or 16 players. Yep, in the, spot on. Like, so, you know, you're looking at, you know, well Hundreds. and truly over, you know, four or 500 players here at this level that are competing and, and, you know, doing their best to be a part of this. And I think it's fantastic these kids have this opportunity. Yeah, it's a credit to the administrators. It's a credit to New South Wales Hockey. It's a credit to the local, um, the local uh, association. Um, and we'll probably touch on that BJ character at some stage, uh, <laughs> Brett Johnson. But um, it, it is, it is a, it's a credit to a lot of groups and a lot of organisations, and, uh, and, and it is, uh, it's a good scene, isn't it, Buttes? 
So, so Brendan, so we're talking about the 2032 Olympics and, and kids from playing in there, the possibility. What sort of would what would they need to do from here? So, how do they progress from here through to making the 2032? <laughs> yeah, the, the the logical progression's the easy bit. The the, the hard work is, is is the hard bit. But uh, they'll get identified by a selection panel, I'd imagine. They'd get selected in squads. From those squads, I think under-13s might even be the first national championships. So a team from this group uh, will, will be selected for New South Wales to play at a uh, national championships. And then from there, it'll be, it'll be through the ages, state, national championships, national squads. Next age group, state, national championships, national squads. And then you'll get into the serious bit at 21s. Mm. Um, our, um, it's not called a national league anymore. Hockey won. <laughs> Hockey won, which is, which is effectively our national league, and then into national senior squads. Uh, I'll tell you, we're extremely proud here on the Central Coast. As you'd know, we're going to have a, a two... Well, we've got a two-time Olympian. He's about to play in the Commonwealth Games too, Matty Dawson. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we watched him from a very young age, and it, it started here, then it moved to Newcastle, then to Sydney, but he was always in New South Wales teams, and quite often he was the captain of a team when he was maybe two years younger. So an extraordinary talent and playing international hockey at the moment. Um, what about for you? Where did it all begin? I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a Queenslander, so uh, I'm, I'm out of reach of buttes. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm out of reach of buttes, so I can, I can, I can bandy around all sorts of bloody rugby bloody stats and, and, and hockey stats. They did it again to us, they, Brendan. They, they did it again to us. Oh, Unbelievable. It was painful to watch, wasn't it, Buttes? Oh. Painful. <laughs> Don't you know painful it. Painful to watch. Maybe. Like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, Crikey. I, I think, for, I think uh, Joey summed it up. Uh, on Channel 9. Video. No, not with the four-minute <laughs> one, but he's comment about we're going to have to hear this BS, BS for the next 12 months. I'm not sure if he was talking to the fat or he was talking to the whole of Queensland <laughs> when he, he was, said that. He was talking to everybody. Yeah. 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 So did you play in Brisbane or where were you? Oh, I grew up in Toowoomba, just west oh, of Toowoomba. Played fantastic. in Toowoomba on the Darling Downs there. So the Darling Downs uh, teams or, or, or Toowoomba teams and only after school shot down to Brizzy and very soon after that uh, off to the AIS in Perth. But uh, this is this is exactly it. This is where it starts, and it's not unrealistic. Hey, you said '92, so Barcelona. You had an injury there, and tell tell us about that, and then oh, the pathway yeah. to '96. Yeah, there's uh, hockey. Hockey because of the artificial turf comes with a lot of stress on the lower back and the lower leg, lower limbs. So um, uh, not only not only because of the stress from the turf and the speed of the game, but obviously swinging sticks around and and balls yeah, flying at you from close range faster than Mitchell Stark bowls. Brent, I want to touch on you about you know back in '96 and you know mm. when you were playing. How has the game changed and evolved yeah. to where it is now? Is it you know the physicality? Is it the speed of the game now? That um, I guess the tactical yeah. now is behind it all. I had just just on that on that first one, '92, I had a fractured tibia. Yep. Um, and that was from a hockey stick just above the shin pad, just below the kneecap, yeah. and uh, a depression fraction to the tibia. That, that would have been tough for you, mate. Would have been devastating. Yeah, it was. It it, it, it makes the it makes the uh, the fire burn brighter. The, the, yeah. On one hand, you're out and you're filthy with the world. On the other hand, the uh, the drive uh, becomes even stronger. I've got to get there in '96. Got, got to get there in '96. Now, how, how the game has changed, Buttes. Um, I, I look at it, it's faster, it's stronger, it's, uh, it's, it's fitter, it's, it's everything, yep. the, the, the direction you want the sport to go in. You know, it, it's still safe, it, the, there's the risk as I mentioned before, but it's still a, it's still a safe game. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the guys the guys are definitely fitter. I mean, I, I look I look at those you know, league. You know, league better than bloody anyone. Buttes. Um, I couldn't imagine running out there now with the current cream of the crop, crop even at my peak. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Look, you know what that GPS stuff they do now? Yep. I'm glad we didn't have it because yeah. all it would have showed was how lazy I was. <laughs> right? That's I, I, as simple yeah. as it was. I think it's funny you yeah. say that, Buttes, because I watched Parramatta last night and I thought Buttes playing now would be an absolute star of the game yeah. in any era. Yeah, you would adapt and you would change you and would. you'd have to work for it. You, yeah. know, you know, you get all. I understand all that. They're more professional. Hey. Fundamentally, they're 100%. more professional, hey. and that's just the evolution of sport. Yep, Brendan. One thing I want to say about the Kookaburras, I, I want to ask about because. You still lose sleep over winning a bronze medal. You mm. feel like you should have been in the gold medal game. Mm. But I want to talk, I've said this to BJ, doesn't matter how many tests you play, but if you become a kookaburra, you're part of a fairly exclusive club. I think that they're one of our best national teams. Like, you guys are absolute rock stars. So do you feel like you're, you hear a lot of sports talk about it, but you're almost like the All Blacks where if you're a kookaburra, you're passing the baton on and you're trying to make it better for the next guy that comes along. Absolutely. And there, it is, it is uh, through the 80s where we were ranked number one in the world. And I'm, I'm beautiful, you'll know this. I'm stuck in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, so, yeah, I love so, it. Uh, love it. Time warp. Uh, time warp. We're, we're through the 90s in Barcelona, um, silver, bronze in uh, Atlanta. Uh, bronze in Sydney. They jumped to gold in Athens. They went back to bronze. Um, so there was a streak there. Uh, I can't recall you know, from from the from the late 70s even where we're ranked number one, two, or three in the world. Through to now, the guys yep. are back back to number one in the world. So there is a, there is a very very long and rich history that absolutely um, um, BJ would be proud of. I'm proud of. But uh, you're geared to win. You'd never, never get on the field without the very real expectation of coming off a winner and you'd do everything in your power to, to achieve that. So to lose the one game in the semi-finals of the Olympic Games against Spain, um, the, 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 the option of a gold was just ripped away. And that's, that's from under-13s onwards. You start, to, you start to get the mentality in Australian yep. hockey. From under-13 onwards, the expectation is we go out on the field and we win on a global scale. So when it gets ripped away from you, yeah, I was, I was a sport brat. I was, I was throwing my toys out of the cot well and truly, well and truly. So you mentioned about that, and obviously through the 80s and 90s, Australia never won too many gold medals at, at no. the Olympics. So the Kookaburras, when we get into it, they were always our probably one of our best chances of winning gold. Did that extra pressure really, did, did you notice that coming into the games, that the extra the expectation no. of a nation of, gee, we might only win one gold and that might be the Kookaburras? Yeah. And then, yeah. obviously, when it doesn't happen, the, fail, the desolation, fail, the, yeah, fail. exactly. Look, failure's got a negative, the term failure's got a negative connotation, the, yeah. the very term failure, but if unless you put yourself out there and expose yourself to, to, to failure, you're not going to succeed at a great level. So, yeah, we, we never, we never realised any more pressure than what we put on ourselves. So, yes, it was there, but that's life. And it's funny, you, you know, you talk about it. There's no shame, obviously, in winning a bloody bronze medal at the Olympic medals. Yeah. In fact, there's no shame of being an Olympian. In no. fact, you know, for me, you know, as a former athlete, I put the Olympians on a pedestal. I think that's the peak of any athlete that you can achieve is by, its, you know, going to an Olympic Games. Now, irrelevant of the result and what you do there, I think it's phenomenal. But the disappointment of that bronze medal... Um, and again, you call it failure, whatever it is. It's all about expectations, I guess. You go into that um, Olympic campaign thinking that you know we're aiming for gold medal, uh, and anything less than that was going to be considered probably a failure. A failure, absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. Spot on. Um, and there's teams you pay, play in where you, you know you step foot on the field and it's game on, and the expectation is we come off a winner. doesn't mean it'll just happen. You, you know you've got, to, you've got to bleed for the cause, yeah. but you have a very real expectation you'll come off a winner, and that's every time you set foot on the hockey field. Every club, every code talks about culture. I mean, it's the real buzzword, isn't it? But when you look at the Kookaburras, so Rio is their worst ever campaign, I'd say. But look at the way they bounce back. Mm. So they reinvent themselves mm. and they, they basically draw a line in the sand. And we, we know what happened in Rio because we're following Matt Dawson at his first Olympics. Then he wins the silver in Tokyo. So they, and like you said, not only do they bounce back, but they bounce back to be the number one team in the world again. So that says so much about the culture around that group. Hey, uh, so, mate, uh, just finally, like, have you enjoyed your time on the coast? Oh. Uh, you want to say something about BJ? I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching our team here, and they're a composite team. I just saw a girl run a hard out from one side of the field to the other to get to position, and it's everything you love about junior sport. It is. At the end of the day, I'm just a dad. Yeah, I'm I'm just a I'm just a dad to. Are you one, one of the, Are you one of those crazy dads? Yeah. Oh no, he's one of those crazy <laughs> hockey dads. Oh no, look out! <laughs> Don't think for one moment I'm not one of those crazy dads. <laughs> Don't think for one moment I'm not out there like a lunatic. Uh, we've all been one of those boys. crazy dads. Back in the boys in, back in the boys yeah. in. But it puts a real smile on my face because I'm just a dad. It's, yep. a, it's a great culture, and this is where it starts. Not just the push for for, for Brisbane in 30, 2032, but just. Just the, 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 the values, the behaviours, the respect of the officials, it, it, yeah. all, it all starts here. And, and yes, it puts a smile on my face. They're just thrashing around. They're not on iPads. They're, they're, they're not on iPhones. They're out here, a fit, healthy, clean, bloody good, fun pursuit. And I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it, Steve. And, and making lifelong friends. Uh, just one final 25 words or less about the guy alongside you and the, <laughs> the job that he's done. Jeez, he's been in a good paddock, hasn't he? Oh, oh wow. Mate, you should have heard what he said about you, mate. I've got to tell you. Well, you warned me. You warned me, Butte. <laughs> All right. No, we live together, Steve. We, we live together at the AIS. He said it was the again. longest. How long, how long did you live together? <laughs> Two years. He said it was the longest 30 years of his life. <laughs> it looks like it was 30 years for him too, hey? Yeah. Steve, I said no uh, dates. You, now you mentioned '86 with a beautiful wife, mate. I didn't. I'm surprised you slipped that date in there, but uh, no dates. If we go back to the early '90s, I'm starting to realise, mates, that you've had for you know 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go back to the '80s and, and the and the junior hockey, mates, for 30 and 40 years. It, but it's it's something to cherish. Well, it is something to cherish. When I went home last night, I told my daughter that uh, you know I, I did a story on the New South Wales Under 13s, and I said they're some of my favourite memories of being a sporting dad is watching your kids at junior tournaments like exactly like this one where they make friends for life. Yeah. Hey, this could be a... Nah. Oh, the keepers come. Oh. Miss kicked it. Thought that might go. be a goal. We're off to a break. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEM. By the way, later on today, the uh, catch-up podcast will be out. Adam will put that up on the website, and you can also listen on 8.01 a.m. The show all thanks to McDonald Jones Homes and the business celebrating 60 years, the incredible Robson Civil Projects. We're back next. Jeremy Paul is coming up after 10.30 this morning. We're live from the under-13 New South Wales hockey. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast.
Yeah, welcome back live to the Under-13 New South Wales Hockey Championships. We're bathed in sunshine here now. Penalty corner coming up here. Come so on, the coast. Opportunity for the Central Coast. They're a mixture of young boys and That's girls. That's a chance. Ooh. Deflected away. It was on target. Yeah. Central Coast putting a lot of pressure on their opposition at the moment. Is it, isn't it amazing the disparity between some of the players? Like uh, for 13s, there's some really yeah. big kids. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting here. Like looking at these Tamworth boys walking out onto the field, number four, number three, they are absolute giants. And then you've got number 11 who's, you know, three foot nothing. Yeah, and Bathurst. Bathurst, they're about to play. I tell yep. you, I've seen a lot of kids walk past that want some airtime buttes. Mate, I'll tell you what, they you, do. You know the old saying. What's ne- never work with kids and animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm an animal. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what you're doing with me. Hey, uh, I don't know about you guys, but last night, I was after watching the NRL and the AFL, I flicked over to the surfing. Ethan Ewing has won Jeffreys Bay. So from Stradbroke Island in Queensland, what a win. It was an all-Aussie final against Jack Robinson. Absolutely incredible. His first win on the tour. Yeah, big week for surfing for, for Australia, especially for the Central Coast with the women uh, early last weekend. So great, great week for the surfers. Yeah, well, that was Molly Picklem up against Macy Callahan, And mm. Molly wins in like the last minute by 0.2. But well done to Ethan Ewing. What a, what a great surfer and what a contest to win. Jeffreys Bay. Then Wait, sorry, can I ask you, Steve, where does that put Molly in the... Uh... Oh, so she's on the, the Challenger series. Yeah, right, OK. And I think she's got to finish top five. She's now ranked number two yeah. uh, behind, I think, Caitlin Simmers. She's got to finish top five. And Macy's also in the top five. So that will get them back onto the World Tour. tour. OK. Uh, then I flicked over to the golf and watching Cameron Smith. So he starts with three birdies to start his round at the 150th British Open. And in the Anguru, you probably watch more than me, but he's gone on to uh, finish. He's at, he's at 13 under on yep. top of the leaderboard. He had an 8 under shot, at the old course. Shot 8 under, uh, 6 birdies in that, had an eagle as well, no bogeys, which is a fantastic effort. And Sorry, did you say he's at 13 under? 13 under. After two rounds? Yep. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Adam Scott shot a 65. Yeah, 7 under. He was very, he was, um, so he started the day even past. So on the cut line, and he's actually shot 7 under. And uh, actually, if you look through the leaderboard, all the, all the big names, they, they shot low low today. So, so Berke, you were talking just off air about how technology has taken over a lot of the golf courses these days because, you know, they're just driving so far now. They're hitting, you know, players are hitting, what, 300, 320 yards quite comfortably. Yeah, well, and that, it's, it's a shame for St Andrews. It's 400 years old and it is actually the... You know, it's, it's the, the home, the home, home of golf. golf. Yeah, and, yeah. and just on that course, though, there'd be half a dozen par fours that are drivable by these players. And some of them, we're not talking using drivers. Some of them are using three wood yeah, to okay. drive it. And that's just so, so putting for eagles. But and, so oh, I'm assuming it was very calm. Uh, it rained early, so there was yep. dri- misty rain early. Um, but um, yeah, it was pretty calm. It got a bit windy. It needs the wind to blow. Correct. But if the wind blows, then it's a complete. Completely different course. Uh, they described the fairways as being quicker than the greens. Yeah, well, okay. Now, Min Woo Lee made a move, yep. uh, 69, so six under. Is Lucas Herbert? Yeah, he shot four under today. I think he's six under. So yeah. he's up near the near the top of the leaderboard as well. And I was trying to keep an eye on uh, the Central Coast star, Dimi Papadatos, yes. play, playing in the Open for the first time ever. Now Shot, shot two, over t- two over today, so he's seven over. So he missed the cup? Yeah, no, right. I, w- I was kind of watching... Because he didn't show up on the coverage. They were showing a lot of Tiger, who finished behind Dimi Papadatos. Yep. And, you know, Tiger clearly uh, injured. Did you watch Tiger go down the 18th? Yeah, that, 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 was, that was so um, inspirational. And, you know, you, you read Twitters from Max Homer and, and Matt Fitzpatrick, who played with him, and said it was just 
It, it was Max Hamer described it like he was in a movie. Just when he walked down there, just the ovation that Tiger Woods got. Um, he said it was. You know, he had tears in his eyes as he was going there. And so some yeah. of the shots he played. What about the one out of the bunker? And you know he's got a got a birdie putt out yeah. of the bunker. Timmy Papadados, you've got to be proud of his effort. Like I was watching the live scoring, and he was on five over for quite a while. And I thought if he could pick up a birdie somewhere and just climb the leaderboard, but he'll learn so much from that experience. And yeah, he had a double bogey, but then he held. So it could have blown out even more. I think. You've got to be proud of that effort for your first Open. Oh, especially right. And, and look, and, and Dimmy would be the first to say, he's not playing his best golf at the moment. It's been mm. a little while since he's actually played. He really suffered from COVID because just before the pandemic, he was probably playing his best golf on the European Tour. That COVID's um, European Tours virtually stopped. He can't travel anymore. So I think his golf suffered a little bit. But by playing in this tournament here, gives him, you know, I'm now I can compete with the best in the world yep. and should give him that little bit of a, a kick start to, to finish the season off well um, and, and, you know, and hopefully get something out of the rest of the year. Hey, Perko, I want to ask you about the AFL before we go to the news. So uh, Frio up against Sydney. Absolute blockbuster uh, tonight, 7.30. Sydney, they're a great team. They bounced back last week after a you know, disappointing loss against the Bombers. A lot of talk around Buddy. I'm sure you've heard this too, Buttes. Are Sydney low-balling him? Does Buddy sign? What happens? Buddy signs. There's no, there's no doubt at all about that. Buddy's, Buddy's going nowhere. They didn't... Um, yeah, there's just there's contract argy-bargy. Okay, That's can, all. can I ask you what low-balling yeah. is? Have we got a figure on what that low-ball number is? Burko? Oh, well, the, the figure being reported in the media is 500,000. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you right now, if Buddy Franklin can find a job where he can earn $500,000 <laughs> out of playing football, then you know what? He shouldn't take it. But I'm telling you right now, for what he's done for the game in Sydney, right, he's not worth that million dollars anymore. No. But, and he, you know hey, what? He hey, des- hey. No, no, he deserved everything he got for that eight, nine, ten year, whatever that contract yeah. term was, right? Yeah. And I'm comfortable with that, no problem at all. But you can't expect, and I don't think he does, to be honest with you, to still yeah. be on that money anymore. Exactly. So, so the interesting point is... Uh, hold up, hold yes. up, Burke. Was that your rant for the morning? Oh, I can rant again if you want yeah. about something else. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> yeah have, what have you got? I don't know. I'll come up with something. All right, Burke. But, but I thought that if... So if the Swans want to win a premiership while Buddy's there, Buddy can't take $800,000 a year. No. Because they're going to need that $300,000 to, to retain the, some of the young players they've got or to improve their 100%. list to a city. Because they are... They are they're there, but they're not there, if you know what I mean. They're not, yep. in, they're not a premiership site at the moment, but they're not far off. But if you're spending $800,000 on a 36-year-old footballer, hey, you're not doing that. You need, you need to retain the players <laughs> who are going to... Do, 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 do you know what, Butes? No one in their lifetime, in their career, wants to take a, a wage cut, do they? And, no. and, you know, that's where ego starts to come into it. Uh, well, when, you, when you talk about 500000 like, let's not forget that how many people have gone to see the Swans just so they can see Buddy? Oh, look, there was 40-odd th- thousand at that game where he kicked a 1,000 goals, and they were, they were just on the field. Now, there's so, no doubt he's earned his keep there. You, you could put a financial... There'd be a company, I think it might be Quantium, where they can do the data on what Buddy's worth to the team. Yeah, but there's a difference now, though, Steve, yeah. between what they're worth to the club... And fitting that in a salary oh, cap. I understand. What, what it's going to get, get them on field across the whole squad. Their premiership window is open. Correct. Oh, well. And well, you know what? There's no other club that's going to pay him more than that anyway. Right? Because they're not yeah. going to get him there for a season or two seasons because he's not going to have the impact there. He's there. He's entrenched. You either take it or, mate, you might have to hang up the boots. Yeah. What, what were you going to say about the wage cut? Oh, no one wants to take a wage cut, but you also need to be realistic to accept that 
I'm not 25 anymore. I'm 36, right? I'm at the back end of my career. Okay. So anything I can get is a bonus now. Okay, who wins, Frio and Sydney? Um, uh, I reckon Sydney will beat Frio because I reckon because Sydney beat the top side, but they will get beat. They'll lose to yeah. the Essendons. They'll lose to yeah. that. But they're, they're a very, very good side against adversity being the top side. In saying that, they free are playing very, very good football. Well, yeah. So they're the reverse of St Kilda. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Giants at home against the Brisbane Lions. Um, the, the Giants are a big chance here. But they're, they're mixing their form. They're out of finals contention. So uh, Mark McVay, we all know Spike there, he's got them playing a bit of a different brand. But the Lions are very gettable at the moment. They had seven out with uh, the, the COVID last week. They're very, very gettable at the moment. It's such a shame to see the famous Shimboners, North Melbourne. Uh, you know, such a disappointing year for them. They'll get smashed by Richmond, your team. Uh, this is intriguing. Carlton up against the Cats. You back the Cats, but... Carlton, yeah. they're a good footy side as well. Tell you what, Carlton are nearly the, the watchable side at the moment. They're, they're playing really, really good football. But you'd think Geelong are just playing Geelong. And Geelong's home, home and away form is probably the best out of anyone over the last multiple number of years. But while they're not hot favourites to win the comp, it's because their finals record's so poor. But I think the Cats will get the job done tonight. Yeah, and that two-pronged attack, you know, if Jeremy Cameron's not on fire, then the Tomahawk, uh, Tommy yeah. Hawkins is. We need to go to the news. We'll come back. We'll talk some rugby in a moment. This young guy, he's loving it. Loving it. Let's give him some airtime. What's your name, young fella? Oh, no, no. no, no he slapped the media band on himself. Yeah, yeah. He's Mate. cracking up laughing in front of us. Well, he's one of the big gun players for Newcastle, and he's just put a media band on himself. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm not what, saying anything. What what he's saying is, get your people to speak to my people, and then we'll, then we'll talk. Yeah, all right. So uh, we'll talk some rugby in a moment. Decided tonight at the SCG, England up against the Wallabies, locked at one apiece. England bounced back last week at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. The Wallabies got the job done in Perth. So looking forward to that clash. The man who's done it all, Jeremy Paul, coming up next on SEM. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at the Under-13 New South Wales Hockey and loving it. And uh, let's just grab BJ for a moment. Brett Johnson, former Kookaburra. Mate, uh, just want to say a huge thank you on behalf of SEN for having us out here. Uh, also with MBN TV yesterday, we're working to camera number one over here. Uh, great to see you, mate. And who's in action at the moment? Uh, out here, it looks like we've got Tamworth versus Canberra. Um, and we've already had a goal? Yeah, goal looks like probably Canberra. ACT, yep. ACT yeah. scored, yep. Yep. And on the far field at the moment is Lithgow up against Metro Southwest too. What's the game you're really looking forward to today? There's probably going to be, uh, probably Parks and Metro Southwest, I reckon, to be due to um, play sometime early this morning or later this afternoon. So that's probably a preview of tomorrow's final, I reckon. Two, under, mm. two undefeated teams? Yeah, two undefeated teams playing really well. Um, the Parks guys are probably you know, really strong. Metro Southwest gave Central Coast a touch-up in their first game yesterday. So I reckon that's my prediction for the final come tomorrow. Yeah, and sometimes word filters around a junior carnival like this that you've got a big game coming up between you know some of the best kids, undefeated teams, and suddenly you're watching and there's thousands of people watching a, an under-13 game because yeah. word's filtered around. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, some of these kids would never have played in front of this many people in their lives back in their mm. home association. So to have this many people out here cheering and watching you on, like it's going to, as Brendan was saying earlier, it's going to stick with you for quite a few years to come. Yeah, 23 to 11, we've got to talk some rugby. Uh, the man who's done it all, World Cup winner, John Eels medal winner, 
former co-host on the show, ah. Jeremy Paul. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. Oh, morning, boys. Hope you're warm. Oh. Oh, yeah, it actually is quite pleasant. The sun's out, mate, so we're actually enjoying uh, the entertainment here. The young uh, 13-year-old hockey players doing their bit. Mate, the Aussies, disappointing last weekend. Um, What can we expect tonight? Because they need to turn it around. There is no doubt about that. Um, We saw what happened in game one. Uh, The Aussies did it with 13 players. But, um, yeah, it was a completely different game, and I dare say... um, the English uh, had the ability to turn it around. So, mate, what can we expect tonight? Oh, look, we spoke about it last week, Butes. Um, we knew that the English would there'd be a backlash. That first 20 minutes, mate, up 19-0, you can't. And yeah. then they've had, a, they've had a plethora of injuries, right? Like, it's, um, that's never an excuse. But with the injuries in the first game, um, serious major injuries too, and then another three injuries in this game, um, it definitely, it, it doesn't necessarily, it shouldn't change your momentum, but it definitely has an impact with your cohesion. So mm. um, I'd like to, hopefully they get a little bit of luck tonight and we can keep the same 15 or at least obviously the reserves just replacing because of tiredness or a bit of an injection. And I think we'd see a different Wallaby side. But to be honest, mate, I, I'm not really worried about the teams. I'm worried about the refereeing. I'm just hoping that we see a, a free-flowing game of footy. It's... Um, you know, there's been a lot of conjecture and a lot of talk about where rugby union's heading. And um, Like in the NRL, right, we talk about the bunker. In rugby union, they're going to the TMO, well, that's the uh, match official, third match official, everything, nearly every single play. And it's just slowing the game down and it's making it an absolute ball. I can't watch it, mate. I can't but, watch it. You know it. what? They can't slow rugby union down any more than what it is, mate. Because seriously, it is that bloody slow. It's ridiculous. You have a scrum, it takes seven minutes because they reset it and they've got to reset it again. They've got to put the ball in and we've got to go. You know, it is absolutely ridiculous. So I agree with you 100%. You cannot, they've got to find a way to speed the game up somehow. Yeah, look, and, and, and I like what the, the, I mean, you're always changing rules, right? And you look at, you know, AFL. Um, the way that they've, they've made the person stand on the mark. Um, it, it's quickened the game up. Look at the NRL, six again. Um, I thought that's a great inclusion into speeding the game up. No scrums anymore when the ball gets kicked out. We, like, see, rugby union is a game which has too many moving parts. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to be perfect, the, the great thing about rugby union is the perfect imperfection. That, that's the beauty about rugby union is there's so many moving parts. You just have to let it go, and there has to be a solution to it. So I'm with you. Look, I, I was talking about this during the week in the media, and I, look, from my point of view, I, I think from all these, and I get the point of wanting to um, you know, get rid of the foul play. Totally understand that. But how about instead of stopping the game, we take a note and we suspend them afterwards. Let the game flow. Unless it's blatant. Unless the referee sees it, it's blatant. Rather than just continually going back yep. and checking and stopping, it's just... Oh, it's yeah. taking you know what? Yeah. They're actually looking... They're stopping for insignificant contact, right? Insignificant. Like, if, if it's an absolute howler, I get it. You know what? Give them a red card, give them a yellow card, whatever that looks like. But if it's, you know what? This is a contact sport. We're not playing tiddlywinks. Let these guys play footy. And you know what? There, there is going to be that incidental contact where a shoulder makes contact with the head. Right? No one's going out there intentionally to knock someone's head off. And if they do, 
then they'll, ser- they'll get the consequences yeah. accordingly. Yeah. J- JP, yeah. uh, I want to ask you a couple of things. One thing I've noticed through this series is I, I do find, and I'm going to ask you a technical question, I think the interchange of passing between the Wallabies is better than I've seen for some time under Dave Rennie. I want to get your thoughts on that. I've also heard nearly every test there's been a lot of changes. One of them, Suliasi Vunavalu. Yes. So he's yeah. in. He's going to follow yeah. in the footsteps of Wendell and Lottie, Israel, uh, Marika Co- Corabetti. Curtis Rona. And he'll play his first test. So that's fantastic. And oh, what, a, what a great... So excited, Steve. Like, I've been waiting to see this guy play. Look, he had a serious hamstring injury with the Queensland Reds, and we didn't see him all last season. But what we have seen of him prior to that and towards the end of of, um, Pacifico Rugby this year, Super Rugby, every time he touched, what is he, 6 foot or 7 foot 11? He's like 150 (laughs) kilos. Like, he's just... And he's dynamic, right? Like, he's... Oh, my goodness. He's just... And it suits the game. And uh, look, and going back to that first technical question, look, Steve, when they've looked good, they've had front foot ball. We've had forwards get over the game line. We've been able to recycle that ball incredibly quickly. The, the thing about the, the way to break rugby union down very, very simply is if, and same with rugby league, if you get on the front ball, get over the advantage line, everyone's moving forward, right? So the passing is, you're not as under much pressure with regards to the defensive line. And um, we haven't seen enough of that from the Wallabies this campaign as such, because I'd still go back to the injuries. I think when you do lose a lot of players through injury, it does disrupt your cohesion. So I'm really hoping today, but... Oh, look, I'm, I'm excited, mate. Bonivale, what an athlete. Oh, I can't hey, JP, I've got to say, rugby's in a good position right now because... Um, you know, there's numerous games being played or internationals being played, and they're all level at one all. Uh, you know, we saw Ireland do a number on the All Blacks last week. Um, I, know, I don't know who the other games are, but what I do know, you know, there's South Africa and Wales, and, you know, they're all competing against each other. Like rugby union, it seems to be more even than it's ever been. Well, what we saw, Butte, about 18 months ago, particularly with the Pacific Islands, the IRB, our International Rugby Board, actually made a ruling where, ex- where players from ex-country could go back to their birth country. So we see Tonga, who have um, all these star All Black players, like this guy, one guy called Charles Piertel. He's actually the highest-paid rugby player in the world, and he mm-hmm. played for the All Blacks, I think, about seven years ago. Um, took the money, went overseas, and now he's playing for Tonga. Like. You, you, we did what the Rugby League World Cup did a couple of years ago. Remember when um, you know Tonga almost beat Australia in that semi-final yes. in the last second? And what it did was it, it, it brought the sides closer together and they weren't then... Um, um, they were still able to play State of Origin if they wanted to. So, or, or, And it did an impact on their ability to maybe play for Australia later on just for the World Cup. So what we're now going to see is we're going to start seeing the Pacific Island side. Oh, my goodness. I, it's the World Cup next year in 23 is going to be great. Very quickly, Springboks, Wales. I think Wales got ripped off in the first game. They could have won the series. And we have the Pumas, Argentina, coached by one Michael Checker, the former coach of the Wallabies, coaching, um, uh, playing against Scotland. So, mm. And, um, you know, it's, look... Rugby Union, very quickly, is very strong around the world. It's actually the strongest it's ever been. Corporate dollars, exposure, people watching. 
it's only really weak here in Australia, unfortunately. But yeah, around the world, mate, the game's as strong as it's ever been. Yeah, JP, uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you covering all three uh, of the of the games for us on SEN. We'll have to get you back in live in the studio or live on location. Uh, well done, mate, and uh, give give us the scoreline tonight: Wallabies against England at the SCG. Oh, look, I, I think the Wallabies, um, if we can stay injury-free, I really think we can put a performance on today, and I think 7-10 we can win. Uh, but the game I'm really interested in is the All Blacks, the the, uh, the Irish. Roger, mm-hmm. two of us, the Sheck is making his test debut. This guy is going to be a genius. Yeah, how good. Former Dally M winner. JP, thanks for your time. Thanks, boys. I love the excitement that he has about our league he's coming to their game. Because they are so superior as athletes and, and what they offer to the game. And, and you know what? We had Brendan Gerrard on just before, former Kookaburra. Now we've got a former Wallaby who's played over 70 tests for his country and won a World Cup. Jesus. And you can hear, you can hear his passion for the product at the moment. Mm. And, you know, you can hear his frustration with the referees as well. There's, there's nothing worse when you haven't got that balance right. And I think he's right. The game of rugby is oh. thriving around the world. It's yeah. just here in Australia where... You know what, in all seriousness, it is a, a distant fourth or fifth sport when you're talking about the likes of NRL, AFL, um, soccer. Yep. Like, you just look at it and I just go, wow, they are a long way behind. And now we qualify for a World Cup in football. Yeah. Like, so it drops another rung. But I feel like there's a lot of interest when, whenever England come to Australia. And, of oh. course, and of course, whenever we play the All Blacks. Doesn't matter what we've, we've desperately is. got to go to a break. Hold those thoughts. We're back in a moment. Saturdays on the coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back, and thanks again to Robson Civil Projects, celebrating 60 years. We love Robson's. Oh, what a legendary business. Ah, they're outstanding. And a big thank you, Steve, to, to BJ and his team at the Central Coast Hockey, who have hosted us here again. We were here two weeks ago with the 60s, now with the 13s, and this is a much bigger show uh, than what was here two weeks ago. And the kids are certainly performing. The parents are out in plenty in their numbers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes as well. Start your dream home today, Buttes. And uh, on the McDonald Jones Homes text line, tell Buttes, this is from a former Wallaby who's done it all, including a World Cup. (laughs) I only get excited about ex-league players who started in Union and then you stole them and we get them back. Yeah, no, and that's a fair point. You know, they learn how to (laughs) tackle, they learn how to pass, they learn how to play in our game. (laughs) <laughs> then you want to get them back. Right? We just see the potential, and then we bring them over and uh, let them reach their full potential. Hey, Butes, where's your old side at? Parramatta, 28-18 over the Warriors. And you know what? There was a lot to like about the Warriors no, last night. Just a few lapses in key moments, uh, particularly defensively. I thought they were really intense, the Warriors, last night. And look, for me, the scoreline may not have been indicative of the gap between the two teams, but... It probably is reflective of the gap in the talent and the potential in relation to where these sides will finish in the competition. So for me, deals are going to be there or thereabouts, and um, there's no doubt about it. They they need to work on a few things, deals, in terms of their consistency, and that's one of the key things, I think. Hey, uh, Roosters Dragons oh, yeah. on the Central Coast. So Roosters in 10th place. Uncharacteristic to be outside the eight for Trent Robinson's team, uh, and they take on... 
uh, the Dragons. St. George Illawarra sitting just... I mean, so it's a critical game for both teams. Roosters on 16 points, Dragons on 18. Sea Eagles are inside the eight on 18. Uh, the other team that's sliding a little at the moment is the Broncos, but how do you see the Roosters-Dragons? Uh, look, I've tipped the Roosters. I think they can get the job done. Uh, obviously, it's all based on whether you know Teddy backs up and how he does back up. One thing I do know about him is if he's playing, he'll give 110%. There is no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good contest, and I'm looking forward to it, Steve, because I get the opportunity to work with uh, the great Jimmy Smith from SEN and uh, co-commentate with him, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, now, this is this your first time in the first box? First time in the box, as in, yeah, in a long, long time. I did a bit of work with Hawkesby Radio 18 years ago. But, um, <laughs> but I've been doing my apprenticeship at uh, on the Central Coast with uh, a great uh, caller himself, as in Steve Allen. And uh, I just feel that I'm ready now. I'm not ready to move on from Saturdays on the Coast. Don't, don't get me wrong. But uh, there, uh, apparently there is... Uh, well, congrat- I, uh, well, congratulations, yeah, mate. Thanks, you buddy. will absolutely nail it. I really look forward to your insight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Oh. I hope I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully more insight than you've got on a Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is early here. At least yeah. I can go home now and do a bit of research. Maybe you're not a morning man. No, perhaps. Perhaps. Many have said that. <laughs> Yeah, good on you, mate. Congratulations. So you're on the air for about five hours later on today. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. Two o'clock to uh, it's three and a half hours. Two o'clock to five thirty. I'm really looking forward to it. Jimmy's obviously uh, a great commentator and knows his stuff, so um, it'll be good. I spoke to him during the week. Uh, what the expectations were. <laughs> <laughs> he said none, so that suited me right down to the ground. Hey, uh, Burko, anything else that caught your eye? Uh, no, look, obviously we had Wimbledon final last uh, last Sunday. Nick Kyrgios uh, went down to Novak Djokovic, who's arguably one of the greatest players that, that we've yep. ever seen, if not the greatest. And I don't think Kyrgios could have played much better than what he actually did, but uh, Djokovic certainly did it better for longer. And obviously the Tour de France, Australia had, had some good results in the mm. in the uh, stages of the, of the Tour de France. So, you know, Australia's are still continuing to do very well on the world stage. Yeah, and the one for me that we haven't spoken a whole lot about is uh, the Jai Opatia win uh, against, wow. against Myris mm. Breedis. Just absolutely incredible. So tough. One oh. tough hombre right there. You've got a broken, broken jaw, jaw in the second round. Then something happens in the seventh, I think it was, yeah. where the other side gets fractured. Of, like, seriously, mate. And, and to see his emotion afterwards, that what he'd achieved, that it sunk in. Yep. So congratulations to Jai and his dad, Tap, and hopefully we'll get them on the show. The other one was Max Purcell and Matt mm. Ebden. So yes. Max Purcell is a Central Coast boy yep. from this area. Yep. Yep. I think he played tennis at Wyong. He wins the doubles at Wimbledon. Absolutely incredible. So that's a highlight. we got to go. Thanks to Adam Staples. Thanks to Josh Kime. We'll catch you next week, Saturdays on the coast.